Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, how are you doing? Doing great. I'm thinking about all the holidays coming up and all the families getting together. They're coming up. So we talked earlier, grandbaby moved away from me, grandbabies moved away from me. They took their parents with. And uh, and Rowan is going to come and spend a week with us coming up pretty soon, the week before Thanksgiving. She's going to spend a week with us, and then we'll be going to their house for, for Thanksgiving. And uh, and it's going to be a delight to have her around again because we've really been missing her. But it's also going to be going to be different because, well, it's different now. Um, and so maybe you can give me some advice for, for being the grandparent with the grandkids coming and visiting. Yeah, it's that time of year. And whether it's a new thing as it is in your family, um, there's a lot of families that really don't see each other except once in a while. And if you're a young person, you know, you're two or you're three or four, something young, it can be hard to remember these people. Um, Even if you do see them on FaceTime or Skype or some sort of video thing, uh, it can, it's a totally different thing in real life and in person. Because when they're on Skype, they can't reach out and touch you. (laughs) And sometimes... These grandparents, all this pent-up love and and missing comes out in um, a lot of slobbery kisses and so on that the kids might react and back away from. So it's something that everyone needs to be aware of, that it's different in real life, and, and we need to remember that this little person hasn't seen us in a while, and we need to kind of start at the beginning and get to know each other, even if it was four months ago. Their life is new and young, and and four months is a long time. And all that exuberant affection can be a tad overwhelming. Even if it's not, even if it's welcome, it can be a tad overwhelming. And then it also might be unwelcome. So there's a lot of yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of factors in here. And uh, picking on grandparents because grandparents tend to have so much love pent up, but also they have changing bodies that are getting older, and older bodies can be kind of scary to children. Um, there's people... Um, <laughs> so, so, so grandbaby's going to have been away for, for a month, and uh, she's going to be yeah. scared. She's going to no. be scared of my old body. Right. I hadn't worried about that yet. Oh, geez, thanks, Heather. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should check. No, but, you know, there are young grandparents, and there are older grandparents, or, or let's say great-grandparents, but a lot of the bodies can be a little scary. They yeah. might look at the veins popping out on grandma's hands, mm-hmm. or they might wonder why there's a hearing aid screeching in their ear, or maybe uh, there's just smells and different things about um, grandparents that can kind of terrify young kids. So even if we might not notice these things, um, kids can be quite intimidated by um 
by older grandparent bodies, and that's something to keep in mind as we rush to hug them. Yeah, well, and I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be veins popping out of the out of, out of the hand. Um, just just sh- I I shaved, and Rowan freaked out for about a day and a half because that's not the way I'm supposed to look. And so I've, I've, I've been planning that when she, uh, when she comes to visit, I got to have the same facial hair that I had when she left. Otherwise it's just going to, I mean, those things matter to them. Yeah. Those little things. Yeah, and it can make you seem, you know, if somebody shaves off a beard or grows one on, it, it can seem like a completely new person. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what do we what do we need to be aware of when when these visits take place? Maybe maybe not the running and the grabbing and the squeezing and the hugging and the I want to love you and kiss you and uh, that kind of kind of thing right away. Well, I think that it's important to take the cue from the child okay. because um, you you don't want to completely suppress your 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 nature or your natural instincts, and you want to show them that love that's been building up for so long. Uh-huh. But you know, if if they're not reacting it, that this is a good thing, make sure you let them know that, you know, you can save your hugs for for later once you've come in and said hello and read a story and play, you know, it doesn't all have to be at once, and it can be more on their terms. And Or you say, I'm fine if you want to give me a handshake or a fist bump or a, um, it, it can, it's kind of like having a tickle fest. Mm-hmm. you got to watch the signs, take breaks, and check in with the child because even if they seem to be laughing, maybe they're actually verging on hysteria and not enjoying this. So um, be aware that you need to take some cues from the child and, and respect how they want to be touched with their bodies. <laughs> um, yes? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole tickle fest thing. I think it's it's it. And again, it's always there's always that consent thing that we need to take into consideration because I find I get, I get strange looks when I'm at the grocery store and 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 just walk up to somebody and and start hugging them and tickling them. And um, I, I I think the same can be said for even people that we know because strangers obviously don't like it, especially at least when I'm doing it. Um, but but even even people we know you 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 want to pause and look for that consent. Um, I, I I have an aunt, one of my father's sisters, who is generally an enjoyable person. I don't know. I probably haven't seen her for fifteen years. But when I was a kid, I could not tolerate this woman because the first thing she did was was smother me. And it got to the point where I would I would actively avoid her to avoid that, and it's not that I didn't like her; it's I didn't like that thing that she was forcing upon me. And I, 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 I we we just don't always pull back and pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's sometimes it's not the bodies and the hugs and the smothering so much, but it can be um, in our effort to reconnect with the child so quickly. Sometimes people fall into a teasing mode mm-hmm. where they're just cracking jokes, maybe making you know teasing comments about a special toy or they're uh, including sarcasm, all sorts of things that maybe would break the ice with an adult. But if you do it with a young child, sarcasm is pretty lost because most of them take things literally. And the teasing can be scary rather than fun, um, especially if it's a, a prize object you know, being dangled over the trash can or something, or just teasing comments. 
So I think we need to, we may feel like we are in a playful mood and we're trying to play and interact with the child, but oftentimes what an adult would consider fun verbal play is actually quite terrifying um, to the child and, and his emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, would it be beneficial for the week or so between before one of these visits is coming up is to maybe do some connecting via FaceTime or whatever it is to kind of kind of nudge the, that reconnection and, and maybe plan for the visit, those kind of things? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on your family and, and where your kid is and everything, but it's, it's good to keep people familiar, especially if somebody's about to come for a visit. You know, um, get their picture out. Um, maybe you don't have time to, to do a video chat of some sort, but that would always be great. Um, but at least show a still photo of this person, maybe talk about some stories, talk about something that they did together last time. Just try to uh, jumpstart that memory bus and, and get that person familiar in, in the conversation going around the house and, and what they look like. Yeah, it's, and it, then when you see them in real life, there's, you're one step closer to already being familiar. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all about getting comfortable with each other um, and, and being comfortable. Because another thing for kids is, is going into a, a, a space they may only see once or twice a year is, is a little bit it, – it, it's just – it's out of their comfort zone, and so that brings up different emotional things too. Sometimes, because I mean, they don't know; they might not know where the remember where the bathroom is, those kind of things. And so, just just getting familiar with not only people but the space again uh, can can kind of make those kind of visits go a little bit easier. Yeah, and different and different expectations because if, yeah. if the child is going to somebody else's house, if the relative is coming to visit the child then there's issues of sharing space and maybe giving up your bed and giving up time with your your mother and father because now there's other people having their time. So mm -hmm. there's, there can be um, emotional parts of that. But if the child's the one doing the visiting, it can be good, um, especially if the person they're visiting has stricter rules or, or different um, expectations than how you normally parent, is to remind them that you know, different Houses have different rules. Let's find out, you know, what Aunt, Aunt Marge's rules are. Mm -hmm. uh, we, because kids can really get the different places you treat. You know, they know that at the library you don't shout and yell, but you can shout and yell at the playground. They understand that different places might have different expectations. Yeah, you, you, And that's true of people's houses, too. Yeah, you usually have to keep your pants on when you go to the mall, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we've done since since now it's it's Tasha, myself, and 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 the dog and oh the cats. Um, that we've we've been rearranging the nest, and so one thing I've been doing to to kind of keep Rowan comfortable with her visit is you know we've painted a couple rooms and 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 moved some, changed some stuff around at the house, and I've been when we have a video or I've been showing her kind of those things so so that she doesn't walk in and I've been gone for three weeks and you changed everything I don't want I don't want that kind of overwhelming bit to to happen and and so I've been kind of kind of putting our toes in the water with those changes as we as we get ready for the for the big visit too mm-hmm what else? Yeah, well, so that's that's getting comfortable with with changes in space, and a lot of kids do if they haven't been to somebody's house in a while. They expect it to be exactly the way it was the last time they visited, mm -hmm. so that can be 
Um, a lot of kids are seeking stability. Uh, it gives them a sense of comfort. Yeah. So if things, if things, if you've redecorated the whole room or, or done something quite different, then um, you might. It depends on the kid. But oh, yeah. if you have a kid that really likes everything in the same place and nothing to change, it, it can be good to give them a little warning about that. And so these kind of visits, another thing that we can do to make them a little bit easier, make them flow a little bit better, is is to kind of maybe try to bring some of the regular routines into the visits. So, I mean, multiple, if it's like a multiple day visit, then we're talking about trying to keep mealtimes and bedtimes and those kind of things kind of at least similar to what they were before. Does that kind of stuff help or, or do we just throw all of those things out the window um, in these situations? Oh, I think that's very individual. A um, lot of young kids, you know, routine is, is important and calming. But also, you know, when you travel, when you do different things, life changes and there's, there's a break in routine. Uh-huh. So sometimes that, can, um, that happens and it's not the end of the world and it can help kids gain flexibility and thinking of how you do things. Or maybe they're five hours past their bedtime. But, you know, if it doesn't happen every day, yeah. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. So I think um, there's a sense of preserving important routines, but at the same time, um, being relaxed about it when everything might be different because that's one reason we we do break up our our regular humdrum lives is to have a little bit of um, difference injected into everyday life. And so that all goes back to what we talk about over and over again on this show is is knowing the child as an individual and and where they are developmentally. To, then it, that'll help you gauge how much a how much of that you need and and how and when and how flexible you can be with those kind of things. Yeah, and the, and the child may surprise you because out of her normal environment, maybe she's ready to try something new, either emotionally, socially, or, or physically. Well, I think that's a, so that's a great... Sometimes we can get stuck in ruts, and a little bit of travel or a different visitor can bring different things out of your child. So don't presume that you know them completely because they'll always be surprising you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Heather, because, you know, as adults, when we go new places and... and and uh, and experience new things. It kind of it kind of allows us to to stretch and reach and, and grow. And, and kids are kids are a lot the a lot the same in those situations. Yeah. So enjoy each other these holidays and um, see what works and um, plan some new things for next time if it didn't quite work. But know that that even loving relatives sometimes need limits set, and that includes your child maybe. Everything's at fine at home, but but she goes a little wild at Grandma's house. So make sure that you're setting limits to make sure that Grandma wants you back again. Yeah. Um, or that the grandmother herself may need some <laughs> limits so that the child feels comfortable. It goes all different ways. Limits are for everybody. And if we have the right limits, then um, everyone should have good holidays. Yeah, it's not something we need to worry and fret about, but putting a little bit of forethought into into these kind of things makes everything a lot a little bit easier, huh? Yeah. I mean, when I was um, traveling with my young kids and they were at the stage of touching everything and just picking up little things off shelves and always touching them, I knew when we went to a certain relative's house that that was not going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know your kid and you know all the the, um, doodads and baubles on certain shelves that you're about to encounter. So we talked about it for a couple of days ahead and said, you know, in this house, you're only allowed to touch something if you ask permission, and then they might say no, and you have to put it back exactly the way you found it. And 
boy, were they careful. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So if you know something is going to be an issue, go ahead and and work it out and, and prepare everybody. Ahead of time. Well, hey, as a service listeners, um, when it comes to, to planning ahead and preparing, if uh, if you're on a holiday visit or even at home this holiday season, and you find yourself with with extra, I don't know, chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter cookies, um, pumpkin pie, those kind of things, you know, just delicious baked goods, you can uh, put those things in a in a uh, in a in a cardboard box um, and and ship them to me. Uh, Jeff Johnson, Explorations Early Learning, 1524 Summit Street, Sioux City, Iowa, 51103 is uh, is the zip code. And, and, and so you don't have to throw that stuff away or put it out in the recycling. You send it to me and I'll, I'll take care of it for you just as a little service. Hmm. Is it okay not to share with your fellow podcast creator here? Well, I, I didn't want him to have to mail two places. So, you know, if anything shows up, Heather, I'll, I'll divide it in half equally and send half on to you. Ah, okay. So I'll get the stale cookies. Uh, well, let's be fair. It'll probably be stale by the time it gets to me anyway, but I'll, I'll send it over. That's true. I'll send it overnight. We'll, right. be, we'll be good. Um, hey, this has been Renegade Rules. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope somebody mails something. That would be awesome. I'm recording that little bit, too, just so they get the second reminder. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.